breathwork is not a new thing. You know, it's been around in yoga for years um, and it's been around in all, all sorts of things, you know, even as far as people learning during pregnancy to breathe properly. But what I found is like the, um, the breath work is not really delivered these days in a way that's easy for everyone to be part of and or everyone to take home from the breath work exactly what suits that person best. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to episode number 139 of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. This episode is how to hijack your breathing to control your emotions and increase your performance. And my guest today is Darren Stojanovic from Dynamic Stability. And Darren is a physiotherapist, but he's also doing a lot of work in breath work, which is breathing. And I've gone along to some of Darren's classes where he is teaching you how to use your breath to not only control your emotions, but also to improve your health and increase your performance in sport and also in life and in work. And you might think that that sounds like a lot to do with just breathing. It's a lot that you can improve by just changing the way that you breathe. But by going through some of these classes and some of these courses with Darren, I've noticed a a big difference across all of those things. And you're about to learn what some of those breathing techniques are, when to apply them and how to apply them. So I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode with Darren as we talk about some of the benefits of it, but more importantly, how you can use it to improve your day and improve your performance in the pool. We've just added a whole range of new clinics for 2020. So if you are in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Noosa or Perth, we've just added some new freestyle clinics that will be running up until April next year. So jump onto effortlesswimming.com, click on the clinics and camps link and you'll find the freestyle clinics there. So if you'd like to come and work with myself or our other coaches where we'll do underwater filming, we'll analyze your stroke and we'll let you know exactly what it is that you can do to swim faster and we'll give you that roadmap to improve, then you can join us in an upcoming freestyle clinic. Let's get into the podcast. So Darren, first of all, uh, welcome to the the podcast and uh, we've been wanting to sort of talk about this stuff for a little while, but finally got you on. So thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me on. We, um, I mean, we've known each other for a couple of years, just, um, just kind of through triathlon and, and being in the Melbourne scene. But uh, I've sort of been interested in, in breath work through, for a little while, but never really learnt too much about it. And you contacted me a couple of months ago and said, I've started to run these, these breath work courses uh, out of your, your practice. Would, would I like to come along? And so I came along to, um, to a couple of those classes and found them. I was, my eyes were really open to the power of, of breath work and some of the, the benefits of it. And uh, I'm only sort of scratching the surface really. But um, I'm looking forward to, to learning a lot more. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. So um, I think, first of all, like, what, how did you come about? How did you learn uh, about this stuff and, and find out about it? Um, yeah, well, thanks, Brendan. Um, well, my, my main background as a physio, I've been working as a physio for probably about 20 years now. And um, my involvement probably in triathlon over the past sort of five to 10 years has sort of led me to the point where I'm sort of looking for, for new things to enhance performance. And um, you know, not just on a physical sort of level, but a little bit on that sort of mind-body sort of mental approach. And um, a couple of years ago, I came across uh, uh, guys that live up in Gold Coast and they came down, uh, they, they work under the company Breathe Me. And they came down to Melbourne and sort of ran a little bit of a class for, uh, for my staff and a few other people. And um, that very first session that I did with them, 
I just was completely blown away on um, the intensity of the breath work and, um, and how incredible you felt after you'd done a session and the, the changes that it had in your body physically as well as mentally. Um, and so then after that, then I sort of had a bit of a chance to sort of reflect on it and um, chatted more to these guys and I organised sort of regular monthly sessions um, at my clinic at Dynamic Stability and uh, I invited all my clients and various people to come along to these sessions once a week and for a whole year we ran monthly sessions getting sort of, you know, 30 to, to 50 people um in this one day in for classes and just had a pretty incredible results with all the cl my client base and decided then to pursue it a bit further beyond that. Mm. And you've kind of dove, you've dove really deep into all the different kinds of breath work and, um, and I guess through all of that and learning all these different types of techniques, it seems like you've kind of uh, put them together and, and come up with your own way of, of teaching it and taking your clients through it. Is, is that a fair summary of, of, of what you're doing now in these breathwork classes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, breathwork is not a new thing. You know, it's been around in yoga for years um, and it's been around in all, all sorts of things, you know, even as far as people learning during pregnancy to breathe properly. But what I found is like the, um, the breathwork is not really delivered these days in a way that's easy for everyone to be part of and or everyone to take home from the breathwork exactly what suits that person best. And you have your athletes, then you have your people that are suffering from anxiety uh, and depression, and then you have your sort of people that are in chronic pain, and then you have a whole lot of other people that are doing it just well-being. Uh, so, you know, like my idea is to sort of learn a lot of the different breath techniques, you know, package them together in a way that people can come to a class and they can experience more than just one style and, um, and really learn like what breath pattern resonates well for them. Still practice all of them, but, you know, they get a bit of an idea of getting one area they can really focus on and then really developing an appreciation for all the different styles of breathing that you can do and how it can benefit um, benefit your body. And let's talk about how breathwork can alter the body's systems and um, and how how can someone start to implement this in their in their day day to day life? Like, so what does it look like for you? How how often are you doing it? And uh, and how long does it have to go for to get a benefit? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, I suppose when we look at the body, you know, there, there's all our organs, you know, our, our brain function, all that stuff. And one sort of really interesting thing is our lungs are actually one of the um, crucial organs in the body that can run itself on automatic pilot without us thinking. But we can also um, take complete voluntary control over that system you know, we can make some changes to heart rate, but really, you know, um, our organs and our heart and things beat away and carry on a little bit in the background without us able to get, gain control over it. And mentally, you know, we can do some positive affirmations and make changes to our thoughts and things, but our breathing is something that's a lot more tangible for how we can take control over that system. And um, so by doing that, you know, we can actually make quite radical changes to our whole organ network because they're all very interconnected energetically. And we have sort of, you know, a nerve called the vagus nerve, which sort of runs from the head through the body, you know, goes through the lungs, goes through every organ in the body, 
goes to our digestion and it is like the you know the connecting unit that sort of connects all these organs together and one talks to the other and when one changes function it alters the function in the other area so i suppose with that knowledge you know if we can actually in a way hijack our breathing system you know we can actually make changes to our whole network in our whole body just by altering how we breathe and if we're trying to make dramatic changes to that, we can actually uh, breathe with some pretty intense breathing patterns to actually bring about changes in our blood alkalinity, um, changes in our, in our mental function, you know, calming our nervous system, waking our nervous system up. Uh, we'll make changes to our kidney function, liver function, uh, even to the point where we will change inflammatory markers in our body to alter uh, inflammation. And, um, you know, we can, we can work on these techniques on a daily basis to, to make a big change. And uh, what I like about uh, when I was doing one of your classes was you explain the, the science behind it. And because you say, you know, you, changing the way you breathe can alter all of these things. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. But mm-hmm. you, there's, there's a lot of science to it and there's been a lot of, um, a lot of study into it. And that's what I really liked about, about the class because I think for me at least like with that, with that knowledge and that, with that knowledge of the the sort of science behind it, it helps me buy into the the belief and the importance of it. But then, obviously, when you do the breathing, it it really you you feel it, you experience it, and you you get a really um, you really notice a difference. And some of the the feelings that I had going through those breathing exercises, like it it's really can be a natural high. And you can have some really bizarre and out there kind of feelings and experiences in the, in the body just by doing these breathing exercises. And uh, I mean, in terms of how it can help people, what are some of the, the results that you've seen um, people have as a result of the, the breathing? Um, well, yeah, sure. Uh, so the, some of the important things that it can help you with is on a, on a basic uh, you know, physiological level, it can actually really improve the efficiency of, of someone's breathing. And I don't think, you know, if you analyze most people's breathing techniques, we'd be actually breathing very efficiently. So uh, especially with respect to swimmers that are so uh, involved in how the oxygen exchange and their, their use of their diaphragm. So um, it can have massive benefits on teaching people how they're over-breathing, how they're over-utilizing certain parts of their lungs and under-utilizing certain parts and, and really improve their efficiency of breathing. Um, for me, definitely what I've noticed is just the uh, better breath technique can actually help you with your connecting to your core. You know, we also know we need our core to power some of our stroke. And I think uh, getting a little bit better efficiency in your breath pattern can really help you with that connection and allow you to get better power delivery into your stroke by giving you a better connection you know, to your core muscles, which are really generating a lot of this breath pattern. Yeah. I've also found so just with you know neck and back soreness, you know if you're if you're breathing a little bit out of sync, you know your your swim stroke starts to impact on neck pain and back pain. And then, you know, relaxing in the water a bit better and really calming your breath and getting good breathing rhythm can have enormous uh, improvements to do with sort of back pain and neck pain. And I think just general diaphragm conditioning as well. You know, we're obviously, you know, um, as, as athletes, you know, we do breathe and do get better performances with our breath rhythm. 
But I think, you know, really learning to isolate the diaphragm and get great conditioning and endurance in the diaphragm muscle can have really dramatic improvements in your in your stroke and your, and your timing. And then we sort of, you know, as physios, we work a lot with people's sort of thoracic spine and back mobility and joint mobility and ribs. And I think, you know, there's so many uh, swimming drills that really require a certain amount of thoracic mobility and, and back mobility to do correctly. And um, if you think about our breath mechanism, like you really, it's completely related to how we store tension in our ribs and whether we use our intercostal muscles correctly, whether we actually have mobility through the upper back, where we can gain rotation and, and um, movement through the whole spinal area. So, you know, these repeated work on the breath patterns can have really dramatic effects on back mobility, you know, upper, upper neck tension. And, um, and I think then beyond that, you know, mentally when people have actually finished training, you know, your body is, is wired up from exercise. And one thing I've noticed is when I got out of the, get out of the pool, especially if I do an evening session, um, I'm not going to sleep in a hurry. I'm awake for hours and hours and my system is, you know, is revved up. And one major thing that breath work can do is actually really start to calm your nervous system. It helps you switch on what we call our parasympathetic uh, nervous system. It's an automatic system in the body, but it governs all of our rest and regeneration and our recovery properties. So we can do a certain breath technique where we help to switch off our fight or flight and we switch on our parasympathetic nervous system. And what that does actually helps our body dial down the stress response that happens through exercise and bring on the recovery phase that is required uh, for sleeping and therefore enabling us to calm down our nervous system after intense exercise and help our body slip into that recovery mode and therefore, you know, have much better sleep patterns and get into deeper restorative sleep. When we were in Thailand for our How Week camps in October, I took the groups through this, I think most mornings, we I did some of the exercises that I learnt at, uh, at your classes and just, just got them to lie down for 10 to 15 minutes going through a couple of these exercises. And I think one of the most obvious differences that I saw doing that was in the, the technique session. So on the, the first day, we do filming and analysis. The second day in the morning, we, we take them through some drills and exercises to to improve their stroke. And before that, I got them to go through these breathing exercises. And what often happens when people are going through drills is they're really, they really want to make these changes. So they tend to be very tense and they, they try and force it and they're, they're not really relaxed because they're concentrating so hard on their changes. But mm. what this breathing did was it just got them in this, this state of mind where they're, they're very calm, their, their breathing was relaxed and it's from that that place where it's so much easier to make changes to your stroke and that's probably the best results I've seen in terms of improving technique within that session that, that we've ever had and mm. I put, I put it, a lot of that down to the, the breathing that we did at the start because it got them in the right frame of mind and it got them breathing relaxed. It, it got, I guess, the the body and, and, and the mental state in a place where they could really make the changes. So it, um, yeah. it was noticeably different. And um, that was just one of the, the differences, but boy, it, it really helped. And it's something that I'm, I'm going to continue to do. Uh, yeah, on I, think on, I think on that note, like one, one major thing with breath work is um, learning in your body uh, peak state. 
So peak state is very much characterised by that optimum arousal. Now, none of us will swim well by being really relaxed and none of us will swim well by being overstimulated. And each person's optimal arousal is slightly different. You know, the occasional athlete will really need to be revved up a bit and some will need to be really calmed down to get the most out of them. Uh, so one thing that does happen with breath work is that when you're going through the exercises on your own, you are learning in your own body the different feelings of what it feels to be really relaxed, what it feels to be sort of revved up a little bit. And you can learn in your own body what it, where, where it is that your body sits when it gets to peak like peak state and i think all of us experience like the occasional swim where you feel like you're unfatigable but there's no effort it's just all happening it's all flowing and that's that's a characteristic of peak state um and they talk about athletes learn over time to bring themselves to that peak state but it's not often a technique that people are taught to do we just accidentally end up there and we think wow that was a great session and then for months now you're trying to find that peak state again. You had no idea how you got there. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's a good point to to bring up because I think it's sort of it is a skill and it is an awareness as well, and and people connecting to that mental state is an important thing. Yeah, and it's um, like there's some really going through some of the breathing exercises which we'll talk about in a moment. We'll give give some examples of uh, of those types of breathing. There's some really um, like strange experiences. Like you sort of prefaced some of the the classes with, um, as we go through some of these exercises, you might feel um, some pretty extreme emotions. Some happy, some some sad. Um, you might feel like your body's tingling. You might uh, like for me, my face in some of the breathing exercises where we're really um, really lifting the breathing rate up, like my face was all contorted and like this really weird I, i'm glad i didn't have like a camera on me because it would have looked really bizarre but like just i couldn't control what my face was doing then at other times yeah. with some of the exercises i was i couldn't stop myself from smiling like it was just really bizarre so can you talk a little bit about like what why that is and um and like what some of these things are that, that can happen as you're going through them yeah, sure. Well, um, first thing sort of just to note is like when we look a bit deeper on the different breathing techniques, we, we sort of realize that our whole nervous system is, is sort of divided in two and we have a whole autonomic system. One which is our sympathetic nervous system, which is governing all of our uh, fight or flight, you know, when we're exercising, when we're pushing a little bit. Our blood pressure sort of increases, the heart rate increases. We get, you know, hormones injected into our bloodstream to promote exercise and fight or flight. And then we have the opposite, which is the other half of our autonomic nerve system, which is our parasympathetic system. And that system sort of governs that rest and regeneration I was talking about before, which helps to lower your heart rate. And it also helps to sort of bring on uh, muscle repair, um, decrease inflammation, get you to sleep, you know, put you in all of that sort of really meditative state. So there's going to be forever a balance between these two systems that we're working with. Um, and then when we do some of the breathing exercises, we can actually breathe in a particular way to stimulate the sympathetic response or breathe in a way to stimulate the regenerative response. So as a general rule, you know, during our inhale, we're actually stimulating the sympathetic response, our, our sort of fight or flight. And then during the exhale phase, 
we're actually promoting our rest and regeneration a little bit. So you can imagine we breathe in a particular style where we're emphasizing the inhale breath. We will be raising that vibrational energy in the body up and up and up and up to a level that it will become quite strong. If we're breathing in a way that we're investing in the exhale breath, what we'll be doing is actually really helping calm the system down and actually change brainwave patterns and put you into much more of a calmer sort of situation where you may feel like you are going so calm that you're not falling asleep, but you sort of almost feel yourself drifting off in a certain place. Mm. And so in some of the classes that you've done is what we've done is we mix up those breath rhythms and give people a chance to feel all the dynamics of the body. So, you know, what we can start off with is quite a calming sort of breath, which is like a, a circular breath. So if you imagine drawing on a blackboard, you know, a circle like a clock face, you can imagine that when you breathe in and move around the clock face, you can think about your breathing from sort of six o'clock at the base and breathing around past nine o'clock all the way up to 12. And in your mind's eye, you can imagine taking five seconds to breathe your breath from the bottom all the way to the top and then without pausing then breathe out and visualize yourself moving down through one o'clock down through three o'clock and then when you arrive all the way back at the base you imagine you've arrived back at six o'clock and if you can take five seconds to do the inhale breath and take five seconds to do the exhale breath what you're doing is putting almost equal importance on both the breath patterns and therefore creating a calming effect on the nervous system and allowing your body to switch into a really good state, you know, not over-aroused, not under-aroused, but in a way sort of, you know, getting a perfect harmony within the body. And there's been sort of um, talk about that breath pattern being called what we sometimes call a heart resonance breath. And what it does is to really help energetically the brain and the lungs and the heart start to move into the same energetic rhythm. And I think probably all of us have sort of found moments in our life where we sort of feel a little bit out of sorts. You know, commonly that's a bit related to these organs in the body not being on the, pardon me, on the same energetic level and not connecting and talking well to each other. Because there's no way our heart beats without connecting to our lungs. And there's no way our lungs breathe without some input from the brain. And all these organs actually have constant little highways that go between them. And they all have messages that are going back and forth, giving feedback on what's happening in the lungs, giving feedback what's happening in the heart, you know, even giving feedback on what thoughts and emotions are being felt. And so when we breathe in that first breath circular pattern, the five in, five out, we're actually creating the, the best harmonizing breath to put all those organs together so they sync and they talk to each other well and they all harmonize on, on a similar um, vibrational frequency level. So it creates a bit of that optimum, optimum state. And so would you recommend that kind of breathing for – like someone who's, let's say they're driving in their, their car on the way to the pool, would that be a good type of breathing to, to do on the and way it, to training? Yeah, it is, it is a good breathing. Like I sort of say to people, like it, it can be a bit of your go-to breath. It'll suit everyone. 
you know, definitely if you've had a busy day at work and your mind's racing, you know, that breath pattern um, will will help you stay attentive so, you, you know, so driving is safe. Um, but it also allows you to gain a little bit of control over the rhythm and you'll calm down the nervous system after a, after a bad day you know, or after a, a day of a few arguments or whatever it might be. And you'll arrive at the pool then, you know, much more able to listen to instructions and much more able to process, uh, you know, the cues and the things that are being told to you. Because commonly in different brain states, you know, you might suggest someone to keep their elbow in a particular position or have their hands placed in a certain angle. Um, they'll hear the words, but because of a brain state, it'll mean nothing to their body. So they'll dive back in and they're like, they'll have no connection really to your instructions. Whereas if they're in a mental state that is processing well, whatever words come in will mean something very quickly to them and they'll be able to activate that neuromuscular process quickly because they're in that optimum sort of arousal state. Mm, that's good. And, and then move beyond that, like where we actually sort of change that breath pattern, which is sort of what you're talking about and doing, doing a few other styles. And we've got a, a couple of other ones sort of written down here and uh, that we went through in the class. So do you want to talk a little bit about um, those other styles? So we've got, we've got box breathing, triangle breathing and then talk about the the energy breathing so um what's the what's the difference there and how can what's the purpose behind these other styles yeah sure so um the box breath um i sort of liken that to our um to our our breath you would imagine like a sniper would be using you know a sniper needs to be kept extremely calm but also needs to be highly on alert so if you imagine the mix of that is almost like our peak state feeling. You know, we don't want to get too calm. We don't want to get too relaxed, but we also want to be paying attention and be absolutely at the ready. So the box breath um, starts to bring in a little bit of that, where what we do is we visualize moving around a box shape. And when you breathe in, you can think of yourself rising up to the top of the box. And then when you get to the top of the box, you just gently, without too much tension, hold your breath in for the same number of seconds that you breathed in for. So we can start at roughly four seconds if you'd like. Um, someone take a four second breath in, then they'd hold their breath in for four seconds. And then they just nicely breathe out. So their breath out took four seconds. And then once they finish their breath out, what they're gonna practice is just staying calm and relaxed and rested at the end of their breath out and just pause. So we're not sort of clamping our breath and holding on for dear life. You know, what we're, what we're actually sometimes doing is imagining like you are continuing to mentally breathe out during that pause and then just keep seeing yourself go around the box. Four seconds inhale, four seconds holding the breath in, four seconds to steadily breathe out, and then four seconds to just pause and rest at the bottom of the breath out. And then people can develop that. You know, you can develop that to five seconds on each section up six. You know, in a certain breath classes, we try to build that to eight or ten. We're actually trying to breathe so slow that imagine ten seconds to breathe in, ten seconds to hold, ten seconds to breathe out, and ten seconds to pause is actually taking like about 40 seconds. So that means the person might only be doing a couple breaths a minute, which is an incredibly slow rate of which over time, you can you can build up to and imagine for a swimmer what that means you know that means they have the ability this like it's almost like the dexterity of a an opera singer 
you know, you're giving to the diaphragm. Mm. And that swimmer then has the ability to know they can control the rhythm of their breath and control the timing, you know, and they can actually get an even structure in their breath rhythm. So there's no emphasis on the breathing in being more important or the exhale being more important. They've actually helped to develop. And like we talked about the box shape, imagine if it's gone from, say, four on each on each section and now it's six and now it's eight and then maybe it's ten. Can you see how that, that breath square, the box, is actually expanding? So in the person's mind's eye, they're seeing their lung volume getting bigger and bigger, you know, and bigger and it just feels like you then have this unlimited uh, ability to use your lungs, which clearly is is an advantage in in swimming. Yeah, I like I like the analogy or the the name for it, like a sniper breath. Like it's a good for me. That's a good way to remember. All right, mm. when would you use this type of breathing? And one of the the immediate, um, almost immediate sort of benefits and the things that I noticed was when I trained. Um, for the, you know, the, the couple of weeks around those sessions that I did, the breathing, the breathing felt, it felt easier, but I, I didn't have to think about it. Like the breathing just naturally improved. And so mm-hmm. I was able to sort of have this higher output for no extra, extra effort. Like I was just able to sit at this faster pace without, without feeling that uh, to be taxing on the, on the aerobic system. So uh, yeah. it was, it, and it's, you know, it happens pretty quickly because it's something that, you know, most people aren't training and like with most exercises you do, if you do a little bit of it, that you, you notice quite a big benefit, um, you know, fairly, fairly immediately. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, oh, I've got people that come in, you know, they might even walk in the room stressed and we'll leave an hour for the class, but, you know, within like five minutes, you know, you see their system just drop away and, and calm right down. So you can you can get enormous improvements with this stuff if you just put your mind to it, you know, and spend like uh, 60 seconds doing a particular breath style. And really what I'm trying to do with these classes is in, encourage people in their normal everyday life, you know, just arrive five minutes early to something you need to do or just take two minutes out at lunchtime you know, as you finish work every day, take another two minutes out and make all these breath sequences just part of your normal everyday life and start to see the dramatic changes you can have to your, you know, to your whole whole day. And the, the triangle breathing? Yeah, so then now that, we, um, now that we understand a bit of the purpose of the box breathing and we talked before about the inhale breath having a little bit of a focus on our um, fight or flight, so our sympathetic response, uh, which also we need. You know, we don't want to turn up to a meeting um, uh, looking like our eyes are popping out of our head and we're, we're half asleep. We don't want to be too relaxed. So it's important we know how to upscale our energy when we need it. So the idea of the triangle breath is you imagine now change your box breath to a triangle shape. And what you can imagine, if you can breathe into the top of your inhale and actually only hold the inhale breath, so therefore, it becomes a triangle shape because then once you've finished holding your breath in, you just steadily breathe out, breathing out to the bottom. But then when you get to the bottom of your exhale, you just breathe in again without a pause. So you might repeat five to ten triangle breaths where you hold the inhale breath. And, um, and that way, expanding the inhale side. And then imagine then the triangle breath that is flipped the other way you'd actually then be holding the exhale breath. So we breathe in steadily, 
without a pause, we'd breathe out. And then when we get to the bottom of the exhale breath, we would then just stop and rest. And we'd really invest in, in the exhale pause and try to, you know, send. We sometimes think about, you know, okay, our, we always talked about that vagus nerve sending messages around the body. You can imagine what the way you breathe, you are sending signals and messages to every cell in the body, even as far as the blood vessels in your feet. You are sending messages down to every structure. So if you're going to breathe in a particular triangle breath, when you're doing the breath out pause, what you can visualize is that breath out pause is sending that little emotional message through the nervous system and it's being seen and heard by every cell in the body, the brain cells, the heart cells, you know, our digestive cells, right down to all the blood vessels that are in our body adjusting towards what we're doing. And you can think about the quality of the message that you send. So if we take a triangle breath, breathe in, breathe out, and I'm sort of holding my breath under stress, then I'm not sending the best message, am I? What we want to be doing is like actually really investing in that breath out pause and even visualizing ourselves on holidays and imagine that moment when you get on holidays and you see the banana lounge and you lay down on that banana lounge and go, you know what, I've got a whole week ahead of me here with no one's going to pester me. When you breathe out and lay on that banana lounge, you breathe out in a particular way and you really emotionally invest in the idea that you don't have to get off that banana lounge for a whole week if you really don't want to. So we try to bring into the breath pattern is like make people don't just physically breathe in and out, in and out and count your numbers. Actually try to then emotionally invest in what you're trying to achieve. And during that one, we're trying to invest in the exhale pause. And a great breath technique for those of people that want to calm themselves down, you know, maybe prepare yourself for sleep. It's probably the example breath of what we talked about before about after training of calming the system down. So you might be a bit wired up. So if we go into our triangle breath where we breathe out pause, we're actually continually signaling the parasympathetic system. And like I just said, then if we emotionally invest in the quality of how we breathe out pause and we can even visualize some calm things and then bring the mind into it as well, all we're going to do is to create an enormous effect on the parasympathetic system to switch off all of our, our fight or flight and switch on all our regeneration. And within a very short space of time, you're going to be feeling extremely different, calm down, ready for sleep, um, or even just calm down after you've got yourself worked up about something. This is good. So we've got we've spoken about the circular breathing, which is mentioned as the heart resonance breath, or almost like your your, your go to breath uh, mm-hmm. during the day. We've got the box breathing, which is uh, like the the sniper breath, where it sort of prepares you almost at peak state. The triangle breathing, which is can help you um, almost like the after training breath when you want to when you want to sort of quieten everything down. And now the the last one we've got here is the the energy breath. So do you want to talk a bit about the energy breathing? Yeah, so we'll talk about that one today. You know, that this breath sort of um, probably falls under, in my mind, some of the advanced categories um, and definitely um, an incredible breath. And if you're going to some, you know, more advanced breath classes that you may see advertised around the place, um, they probably utilise a little bit of this breath rhythm where what we're trying to do is to uh, generally raise the bodily energy 
And if you think about, like, if we put something in the microwave to heat it up, what we're actually doing is putting food in the microwave. The microwaves are creating a change in the vibration of the molecules in the frozen food. And by passing the microwaves through, what they're doing is they're, they're vibrating via inputting energy. They're vibrating all the cells of the food till the cells are vibrating at a faster pace, and that's what's creating the heat. So what we're actually doing in our own body is we're breathing in a way to raise vibrational energy in the cells, in the whole bodily structure. If you think back to how you feel when you've got the flu or when you're recovering from the flu and your body feels heavy and dead and everything is like is stiff and sore, um, that's a bit like poor vibrational energy. That's what we feel like when we're just flat and nothing is active. So imagine doing a breath class where you practice some of these different techniques and then when it's time, what you do is move into an energy breath where you start to play with that working the inhale breath but relaxing the exhale breath. And when you continue to create this circular energy breath, what you actually do is you continually raise the vibrational energy of the body to the point where you are waking up dormant areas in the body and you are increasing this sort of energy flow throughout the whole system. And I quite often think about, you know, the, the science of Chinese medicine, how we know how the, all the meridians go from the body, they go down the arms, they go into the feet. It's been a known fact for years that they work off that, off that theory. And then we talk a little bit about our, um, our chakra levels, you know, like our heart chakra, our crown chakra, you know, our base chakra of being more like energy vortex levels uh, within the body. And there's sort of seven main ones of those and a lot of smaller ones. So I quite often think about when I'm doing some of these energy breaths that I'm gradually just building the energy that is available in the system. And what our body does is actually utilize that energy in the areas that it needs it. Pushing, the, pushing it to the fingers, pushing it to the toes, you know, pushing it through the periphery to open up areas that have been blocked. Um, and we can have some amazingly profound experiences during these energy breaths where, um, you know, our whole body starts to wake up. My um, interesting sort of approach there is like I've had quite a few clients that have been sent to me with chronic pain. And the sort of the definition of chronic pain is really that there are areas of pain in your body that have no reason to be sore. You don't have pathology or injuries associated with these sort of areas. And there are nerves that are just lighting up for no real major reason and they are causing a stimulus back to your brain and your brain is picking up this stimulus as, as pain, as an injury or something like that. But there's no actual injured site. So what actually happens, interestingly, in this energy breath is imagine these people go into this energy breath and all of a sudden their chronic pain sites are lit up. They can feel the neck pain. They can feel the back pain. They can feel all the pains that they live with day to day that really have no reason to be sore. And what's happening in that instance is the bodily energy is building up where these overactive nerve cells that are firing off uh, these pain signals actually light up in their system. Now, you can either choose to 
fidget around or or stop breathing because you, you've got pain. But then mentally, when you realize that your body does not have anything actually wrong with it, and all you've got to do is lay still and keep breathing, eventually what you do is you deprogram these sensitized nerve endings and nerve structures uh, to the fact that, okay, there's actually nothing wrong. Maybe it's time just to calm down. And over repeated sessions, what happens is the person doesn't get these path pat- pathway patterns lit up. And what happens, they then um, dampen down their chronic pain and they can then live their normal life uh, without these pain signals being generated. I really like the analogy of the the microwave and that's literally kind of how it feels like the the cells in your body are vibrating like it it really feels that way and then yeah, yeah interesting with the um with the people with chronic pain and um do do you find that some people they get to that point where they're feeling that pain doing the breathing exercises mm-hmm. do some of them obviously that the the, the, the they'd probably want to back off. They'd want to just stop breathing because it's causing them pain. But do you sort of, do you talk to them beforehand and and let them know, like, this is probably what you'll experience. So if you're comfortable, you should continue breathing through it because this is the result you'll get. Yeah, look, definitely. Um, And look, and what we're talking about here is NG breath. This is, I mean, this is probably one of the most powerful things that you can do to your body. I mean, we can pop a few vitamins and have a massage or have a stretch or go for a run, you know, People might think this breathing is quite a subtle thing, of which it is, but this actual technique when people get involved in it is definitely, I liken it to those karcher brushes when you've got some oil on your driveway and you go out there and you get one of those high-pressure water turbo things and um, when you turn it on, the water pressure coming out of that thing is immense and when you blast the concrete, you know, you get off years of dirt off that thing. So this energy breath is really, in my mind, a bit like taking to your body with one of those karcher brushes. And I've talked about it on a physical level so far, but really the, the main approach here is on a mental level of what we're doing is actually sort of helping our body block, you know, clear out certain blockages in the brain. And like you said, you know, like people do approach a lot of these techniques of when things get a little bit tough, like the idea is, oh, look, I better better, um, give up, better back off here. And I suppose that's where some of the ice immersion uh, work comes in after this sort of work or in addition to this work, where some of the um, the Wim Hof technique where people actually then, you know, keep going with this energy breath and then they move to dunking themselves in the ice. And then if you've ever heard your brain tell you to get out, you'll definitely hear it then. Um, All our automatic subliminal programs that are in our brain that tell us all sorts of stuff. You know, on a small, subtle level for the swimmers, it might be the bit, you know, all the can't do's, you know, like I can't can't do that time or I can't stay in the pool for long enough or I can't execute that stroke pattern. Um, All of those things are really automatic programs that are embedded in our brain. And some of those programs actually help us live. I mean, we probably experienced the sort of times where sometimes we've been driving home and, you know, we're busy thinking about something and then suddenly we realised, oh, wow, turning in the driveway. You know, we've actually managed to get home with very little conscious thought of what we're doing. And what that actually is is all those incredible automatic processes that are in our body that 
can run our live and run run for us a program like getting home, making a coffee, or doing something in our work life that we can do pretty easily. But on the flip side, like we can have a whole heap of automatic programs in our brain that actually are very detrimental to to how we perform. And you might sort of have an old coach or an, um, or an old sort of you know um, other person you've coached against, um, trained against, that has mentioned a few really sort of important comments that probably didn't stick with you that well and maybe left a little bit of a negative effect in your brain that you now unconsciously believe is true. And um, exercise, so breathing exercise like this, part of what it's trying to do is to uproot some of those laid down programs. And like you said, when you're in the breathing method, what's happening is it's changing a little bit of body chemistry that's altering some of your brain processes and it's allowing some of the, the sort of locked in emotions that we hold against ourselves to be released out of the system. So commonly during this energy breath, if we sustain it for long enough, you know, we can actually get to a point where we can feel our body uh, releasing some of these emotions. And sometimes, like you said, it is absolutely laughter. And I've been in one class myself where, you know, one girl started laughing and then another girl started laughing, then I'm laughing and the whole 12 of us are in absolute hysterics, like, and we are all still breathing, <laughs> trying to get through it. And then, you know, that wafts off. And then before you know it, someone in the corner is crying. You know, someone's struggling and then like, and then the mood changes. Um, now that group energy is incredible when you do breath work, but you can achieve all of that sort of stuff in your own space, doing your own breath work as well. Um, and, and basically your own emotional energy then gets a chance to come out. And we sort of hear a lot of people talk about they feel a bit blocked or, or they feel like, you know, something in the background is holding them back. Um, you know, you have some guys, you know, you know all, all girls, you know, should limit it to just guys, you know, um, people in general, like, you know, feel like they've got some pent up aggression or, or bottled up emotions. And some of those things have come from real life traumas that are actually completely real. And their body has, hasn't been able to get rid of those traumas at the time. And they're sitting as little things in their, in their body um, that actually don't benefit them, that actually sort of work against them. So a lot of those little things you can feel definitely um, in some of these breathwork sessions. And we're going to uh, we're going to record another podcast, a more advanced breathwork um, podcast. But we wanted to kind of do this one first, so you could give the introduction to breathwork. And I think, I mean, a lot of this stuff uh, is still for people who are new to it will seem quite advanced, and it's all new. But um, we're going to do a follow up podcast for this. And um, for those that are that are listening let them know where your where your classes are um how they can get involved with those because i highly recommend them and um i've, I've done a couple so far and i'm going to be doing quite a few more because it it is um such a i mean really beneficial um but i think i really think there's a lot there as well just for improved performance but also um mentally as well like it really sort of covers all the bases with it so um if you want to let people know where they can find you and a little bit more about those those courses yeah, sure. Um, so I run the sessions out of our physiotherapy clinic, which is called Dynamic Stability. Uh, we've had Dynamic Stability now for about 19 years in um, in the Richmond area and about another clinic for about 10 years down in Ripon Lee, just off Glenora Road. 
And um, so we sort of devote we devote a day or, or even some weekends to these breathwork classes out of the physio clinic. Um, I, I have an Instagram page which is uh, Dynamic Breathwork, and what I try to do on that page is just to be continually giving people little snippets, you know, positive affirmations, um, different breathwork sort of ideas and techniques, um, and then just let keep people updated basically on all the different sort of classes that we run. You know, I sort of try to divide the training up into a bit of level one, level two, level three. So everyone sort of attends like a level one class just once, and that gives them a bit of this information, a bit of the basics about what breathwork's about and how it can affect you and give you a few take-home messages. And then the level two work is about them practically practicing all these techniques and learning some sequences that you can do at home to different playlists. And I normally sort of run that as a four-week uh, course uh, covering sort of a little bit of a different emphasis in all, all the different techniques. And then the level three class is, is a little bit more about the energy breath where people have been through a range of the techniques. And then what they do is they embark on a full class on the energy breath where they're really doing that um, as an energy clearing technique and just to take their, their skill level to, a, to another level. So if you sort of look up, um, there's links on our website, dynamicstability.com.au. If you scroll down, you'll see some of the, uh, the Dynamic Breathwork page or you can just go straight to our Instagram page, which is Dynamic Breathwork, and, um, and have a little look at all the different sort of uh, stuff I've got on there for you. Excellent. Well, thanks uh, again for being on the podcast, Aaron. And uh, once this podcast goes out, we'll, um, we can use some of the questions that we get from that and, uh, and answer them in the second podcast. So thanks again, mate. And I'll put all those links in the show notes and uh, looking forward to that next podcast. All right. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.